to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so excited because my friend Stephanie is with us today, and we are going to talk all about um, nail care, right? Nail trims, what that looks like. So um, Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit, um, you know, introduce my listeners to your business and um, kind of tell us like what that looks like? Yes. Hello. I'm super excited to be here. Um, My name is Stephanie, obviously. My business is called Magic Paws Mobile Nail Trims. So basically, I just go to people's homes and I trim their dogs and or cats nails. Um, And it's really awesome because it takes away a lot of the stress that the dogs um, usually get with traveling to either the vet or the groomer or wherever terrible place they usually end up going and getting stuck on a table and kind of tortured into nail trims a lot of times. Um, So I really like that I get to go into people's homes and make it a stress-free or as stress-free as possible uh, of an experience for both the animals and their owners because can equal, equally be stressful on the owners too. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think it's just as stressful for me to watch my dogs like struggle getting their nails clipped. So Stephanie, yeah. I think it's so brilliant that you saw a need and you created a service to address that specific need. So I'm sure that a lot of my listeners can relate to this, that I feel like for a long time, the protocol was like, just take the dog to the vet and then they're going to take the dog in the back room and you don't really know know what happens, but they clip their nails and they come back and you try not to worry too much about it. Um, But I think that we know a lot more about the stress that that can cause in our dogs now. And I think that this is such a brilliant way to make everyone's life easier. So I commend you for seeing that, right? Like that's the entrepreneurial spirit right there, right? Like these people need my help. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's been awesome to see like how excited people really get too. And I tell them what I do and they're like, oh my gosh, I have this many animals and I need you to come. And just like the relief that you see get lifted from them that there's somebody that not only will come do it for them, but I also really enjoy doing it and I'm pretty good at it and fast at it. So it just makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and like, I think that especially owners who have dogs with black nails, like that is a scary thing, right? Because I think we're all terribly worried that we're going to quick. And you know, I'm sure some of my listeners can relate to this, but I've quicked a nail and they just bleed like hell. Just, they bleed so bad. And then you just feel like a total asshole and it just sucks, right? So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you, that you can do this for people. What is your goal with the nail trims? Like the goal is not always to trim all the nails, right? Like what's your objective? Like when you're working with like a, a new client? Um, you know, the goal is really to, again, make the experience a good one, like a positive one. I don't, I don't want the dogs. A lot of the dogs have already been through something traumatic at that point, or they already get stressed out or they just, a lot of most dogs just hate it really um and so I just like to make it a lot more easy and calm and I use a lot of really yummy cookies which really helps make it a lot more positive 
Um, and, you know, I don't always get all of the nail tri- nails trimmed, if even any of them, sometimes. I've got some dogs that we're just working on um, paw play and making it really enjoyable to just have their t- paws touched and played with and getting them used to just that because even that is too much. Um, so really breaking it down so that the dog doesn't feel forced into the experience of having their nail trimmed so that it's, it's an okay thing. It's, you know, maybe not their favorite thing, but not the worst thing in the world either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, for you guys listening, if you don't already follow me over on the Instagram, I've been posting several videos and, um, you know, and we're teaching consent and nail care for, for Waylon. So if you guys are new to the podcast, Waylon is my youngest dog. And in his early days, we tried to hold him down and clip his nails, not my proudest moment. And he tried to bite my husband, right? So we've been doing a lot of backtracking since then. And Stephanie has been integral and making sure that we can get his nails clipped safely and with his consent. And it's been really fun. I feel like Stephanie, even just like the few sessions we've done together to see the progression. Oh yeah. It's been so much fun. And he's so brilliant. And he's like, he's figured it out so fast. And it's, I think it's making it a lot easier on him. Um, but yeah, it's been so cool to see the progression and what we've been able to accomplish with him. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like in our last session, you were able to clip several of the, the back nails at once, right. Instead of like pausing in between. And that was because Waylon consented, right. And he decided that that was okay. So, um, and guys, it makes my life so much easier. I freaking hate clipping the nails. I really just hate it so much. So I'm so grateful that we have you as part of our... (laughs) Our nail care team. Oh my I hear God. that a lot. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. I think, you know, it, there's just so much to it. And I think we're all evolving as a dog community and really recognizing and like not sweeping things under the table that we know used to cause our dogs stress. Right. Like now we're really seeing it for what it is like, okay, just throwing them in a back room and we don't know what's going on. Like that's not really acceptable anymore. So we have so many more yeah. options now. Yeah. Okay. So Stephanie, when you're going to clients' houses, obviously you bring treats, you bring all your gear, but what have some of your clients had prepped and ready that you felt like just made the process so much easier? Um, a lot of dogs, um, have really enjoyed the peanut butter. So that's helped. Um, I do, I've sometimes bring it myself, but a lot of times it is easier when the owners do have that one on hand, just because then it's already their own jar of peanut butter. Um, not, you know, cross contaminating. Yeah. Um, and then, um, that, or, um, I've had one client that had like one of the licking mats. So they just like, again, I don't know what they used on it specifically. It was either cat food or something frozen, but, um, just that either a licking mat or like a frozen Kong just to keep them distracted and licking something that's not necessarily just throwing cookies at them all the time. Um, cause even the licking can help calm them down. And just yeah. keep them distracted. So yeah, for sure. Well, and I feel like so, guys. Um, Tiva doesn't love having her nails clipped, but it's not like a huge deal for her. So I just have the licky pouch, right? And I think the last time we did it, I had cream cheese and hot dogs blended in there, yeah. which sounds so foul, but boy, did it work wonders. <laughs> she loved like, it. I just put it there. She's just licking, and I think it maybe took you like max like sixty seconds to get all of them done. Yeah. Like, it was really it was so quick. Fast. Yeah. So I feel like the lickable option for nail care can make life so much easier too. Okay. And then, um, so let's talk about some of like your easier clients. What do you think that like the owners did prior to you coming that makes it that much easier for the dog and for you to get their nails clipped? 
Um, one of the biggest things is just that the dog has been going through this and at least having its nails trimmed since it was a puppy. Um, starting them out really young, if you can, if you've gotten them at a young age, is like huge. Um, I can definitely tell the difference in dogs that have not had their nails trimmed like either recently or if not really at all throughout their entire lives because it's just that much more traumatic. Um, so that's a huge thing to do um for your dog and one just like little things that are helpful are like taking them on a walk before you know I'm coming over to kind of get some energy out or running them out a little bit or um just so that they're like a little bit more tired maybe before I'm coming so they're not super super wound up because I'm also a little bit exciting when I come over because I do come with cookies and really good positive things and so they do tend to get excited to see me which is really nice but can also make my job a little bit more difficult if they're really really excited about me (laughs) so it helps them a little more tired (laughs) yeah well and like proactive strategies right so like um if you have a young dog like teaching positive associations with their 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 paws being held their nails being touched positive associations with clippers with dremels and all of that is so much easier to do early on in their life than trying to play catch up. But there's also the flip side of that, right? So that if you're creating negative associations, so like I did with Waylon, right? We held him down right. and told him he had no choice. Boy, was that a negative association that we had to work really hard to change, right? So yeah. I think it's important for um, those of you guys listening to really recognize that you can do a lot of good, but you can also do a lot of damage. So less is more, right? Like make it a positive yeah. experience, but don't feel like you have to do it so much that you run the risk of it becoming a negative thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I like, I like that. I like the proactive strategy of like, let's go for a walk. And like, after um, you've done my dogs, like after they've run an agility, so they're good and tired. So I think that that works out really well, um, you know, mm-hmm. for setting, for setting them up for success too. Okay, so Stephanie, can we talk about just like a few things that that you don't do when it comes to nail trims? Um, Because I know that for a long time, there's been a like, let's just hurry up and get it done at whatever cost. And I know that that's not how you roll. And I just want my listeners to understand like where you draw the line in the sand. Yeah, so... I really like to just gauge the dog's stress level, where they're at, where the parent is at, because that (laughs) ties a lot into where the dog's feeling. Um, And if they are just like, so far, I haven't had too many that have been too insanely stressed that they just like can't handle it. Um, I've had a few that, you know, it feels like all of a sudden we're getting worked up. They're kind of just not having it. It feels like we're all getting a little stressy and angsty. And I'm like, okay, everyone just let's take a deep breath. Let's take a pause, take it back a second and see what we can do. And then once we all kind of like breathe, give the dog a moment to kind of get his brains back a little bit, I kind of say like, just kind of get his stuff together again. Um, And then if we can move forward, we do. If not, then I'm like, all right, we're done today. We're not going to push it. Um, we got, you know, whatever we got done. Um, and if not, it's not the end of the world. Like it's, it's some of them I've had that are really, really long and we need to get them done. But for the most part, these dogs are getting their nails done regularly now. And it's not the end of the world if we don't get one or two of those nails clipped because they're just too stressed out. Um, so far with the clippers, I don't really have that problem now going into people's homes. Um, I think just because I am taking so much of the stress and pressure off. I do still find a lot of stress with the Dremel, though. 
Um, the Dremel is the electric grinder that I use to grind down the nails and it makes a lot of noise and I think it kind of tends to tickle like up their legs when you touch it to their nails. Um, and so I take it really, really slow with the Dremel. If it's a new dog, I start with just simply turning it on on the low setting and giving them a bunch of cookies and just kind of seeing what their reaction is um, and kind of go from there. And if they're just like, heck no, that's not going to happen. That's not coming anywhere near me today. I'm like, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to go there. Like we'll kind of ease into that. Um, and if they're like, whatever, like that's fine. And if they're interested in it and if they like, or their body language is still loose and happy, I'm like, all right, well, let's try a few nails and see what we get. Um, so we're definitely not, you know, tying them up to the table, having four tacks hold them down and clipping the nails no matter what today. That's not what's happening when I go in. <laughs> well, and I love what you said about reading their body language, right? Like you're, you're yeah. literally, you're watching for those subtle cues, right? Because our dogs cannot tell us in words, they're telling us with their body language. And, and I love that so much that you're watching for the body language and you're really letting that be your guide. And I think that it's really important that we all realize that if the dog needs a break and they don't want to continue, that's okay. Because by giving mm -hmm. them that break, we're ultimately going to get to the final product a lot sooner than if we continue to right. and make them do something that they're not comfortable with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like we all learn it from dogs and everyone listening to this podcast is probably like, oh yeah, Waylon taught it to you. He did. Oh my God. I've learned <laughs> so many things from this dog. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, okay. So Stephanie, um, I know it's kind of hard because obviously we don't have visual, we're just audio here, but can you give us an idea of like what the, the average dog's nail should look like? Like, what are we talking about? Like length? Are there other things we can be watching for? Because I think sometimes people just don't really know, right? Like what is a healthy right. nail length for a dog? So the biggest thing I tell people to watch or listen for is the click. Um, if you can start hearing them clicking on your floors, then you know it's time for a nail trim. Um, yeah. Their nails should not be touching the ground at all. Um, that you know, pushes, puts pressure on their little paws and it causes discomfort and can, you know, cause some pain. And especially if they're active dogs. Um, so yeah, once you hear the click, that is the biggest sign that I tell people to watch for. And that tends to be the easiest thing for people to look for. Um, and then once they're beyond that, if you kind of don't hear the click anymore, cause they've been so that long for so long. Um, I mean, definitely if they start curling, that is way, way too long. Um, and you can tell the dew claws, if the do some of the dogs have the dew claws, which are the higher up, uh, their little like thumb claws on their front or back feet. And those tend to get long and curl the fastest. So I like to watch those, um, and then kind of know like, all right, we're well past the nail trim now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No. And I think that's really good. And I can always tell, right. When I hear the clanking on my wood floors that it's time to get the dog's nails trimmed. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, I think it's important that we, we touch on the fact that dogs having really long nails can have a pretty negative effect on a lot of things. And I think that the way that they, um, they balance themselves, the way that their weight shifts, their gait, the way that they move. So there, there, there can be a lot of negative unintended con consequences to the dogs physically from having really long nails. Yes. See a lot of people that are like, oh, like he's limping more, he's looking down his front legs, and I'm like, well, the nails are so long, it's like so painful from the watch what to walk that 
of course he's, you know, like limping and physically in discomfort because it hurts his little feet. Yeah, right. So it, it's really important. Nail care is essential. And I think that that's why for so long, you know, it was like the force them and do it. But we have such a better way now to get to the end goal of like keeping our dog's nails trimmed. So um, I think something else that's help, helpful for the listeners is that, um, you know, you can definitely teach the dog to use a scratch board. And I think that that can help keep some of the nail length down initially too, if you guys don't have access to someone amazing like Stephanie. So um, that's something I've, I've actually, um, I've written a blog about and I have a video about, so you guys can look for that too. But um, I think that the scratch board can be a nice, like happy medium until you get your hands on someone who can help you or until you can get your dog more comfortable with the clipping process. Yeah, absolutely. Stretch boards in just like if you're walking regularly on concrete, that helps a lot too. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like I'll often let my dogs like run around um, in a fenced tennis court and I find that like the grit Mm -hmm. on um, that surface can also kind of help with some of the nail care. So I think that there's a lot of creative solutions to um, maintaining our dog's nails without uh, forcing them and (laughs) laying on top of them to get it done. Yes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. So, um, guys, I'm really excited because not only is Stephanie an amazing person, but she is also, um, officially on board with a good feeling dog training and she is helping me with a bunch of business stuff. And she is also going to be, um, taking dog training clients. So Stephanie, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit more like about yourself, how you got into training. And then if you want to tell us just a little bit about your dogs, because, um, listeners, you guys are going to be hearing a lot more from Stephanie. You're probably going to be seeing her over on my social media a lot more. So, um, I, I would just love for them to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so I have grown up with a menagerie of animals, um, dogs and cats, and usually until recently, also other small animals. So I just grew up knowing that I always wanted to do something with animals. Um, my dad used to train a little bit more intensely, um, with some like shepherds who's doing like Schutzen type training. Um, so I grew up with watching that, which was always really cool. Um, and I've always had my own little dog, my own little Shelby. And so when I turned, was an adult, I had my first little Shelby, my, or not my first, my second little Shelby. Um, and I was doing a lot more of the heavy hands-on training that I grew up watching from watching my dad do Schutzend. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't really getting us very far. wasn't doing very much for our relationship. And I ended up breaking my foot one day with her walking and that kind of changed everything. And I dove into the world of, um, positive reinforcement training and I found a lot of new, really great people and a really new, great kind of industry that was growing um with all these things that were changing and new education and stuff that I had never known was possible to do with my dogs before um and so that's kind of where I got started a couple of years ago um and just kind of grown from there and I discovered agility with you actually um with my Chelsea and now with my little chihuahua which has been so much fun <laughs> um so I have a let's see here a uh, nine-year-old Chelsea and then a 10-year-old Chihuahua, I think Boston Terrier mix that I'm doing agility with. And then I have a German Shepherd and a couple of cats. So and I'm really excited to... 
I'm sorry, guys. This. That's my loud ass dogs in the background. Okay, here we are. This is life. Okay, so so Stephanie, um, so Dakota, Dakota Sky is her shelter. Yes, guys, Dakota I've Sky. had the great privilege of um, coaching them in agility for several years, and it's been super fun to see you guys grow as a team. Um, Dakota is just amazing, and you're such a fantastic trainer. Oh, yes. So. Um, She's you know, so smart. <laughs> the dog community is really lucky to have you. I'm really excited for you to um, help more people understand their dogs on a deeper level, right? Because you've had quite the journey yeah. with training. And, and, I, and I think that you are going to be able just to bring so much to the table with that. And then um, Sweet Cowboy, the little Chihuahua. So oh if you guys follow us on Instagram, I actually posted a video <laughs> of him a couple weeks ago. It's been so much fun to see him grow and flourish in agility too. So much fun. Yes, so fun. Okay, so um, Stephanie, if people want to find um, your nail trim business on social media, where can they find you? Um, yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Magic Paws, and that's P A W Z Denver, and then or online at um, magicpaws.com. Excellent. And we'll be sure to include links to that in the show notes so that people can easily find you. Stephanie, I'm so grateful to have you as part of the team. And, um, and then for people who would like to hire you for nail services, can you just tell them what your service area is if they live in Colorado? Um, yeah, right now I'm currently servicing like the South Denver metro area. So Centennial, Littleton, Inglewood, um, but I will go a little farther out into like Parker, Castle Pines, and a little bit further north if necessary, depending on the appointments. Awesome. Right. So guys, if you live in that area, hire Stephanie. She's your gal. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I know that CBD has kind of made a huge splash in the dog world. And, you know, with good reason, CBD can go a long way in aiding your pet's anxiety, physical pain. And, you know, while CBD is huge, there's also a lot of not so good CBD on the market. But the ladies over at VetCS have analyzed and tested all of their products to make sure that it's the highest quality and caliber for your pets. The ladies over at VetCS not only make CBD for dogs, but they also make cat and horse products too. If you'd like to learn more about CBD for your dog, you can check out VetCS.com and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.